Hey everybody, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. In today's episode, I got a great question from a podcast listener called Mary, um, and it's all about anxiety and the challenges that, that go with it. So in this episode, I wanted to share a little bit about anxiety, my experience with it, and some of the things that I do to help myself. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, let's dive into this question. Now, anxiety is kind of one of those songs that, uh, you know, to me as a podcaster, it's one of those famous hits. I've spoken about it a lot in the past, but it always kind of finds its way back because so many people are dealing with it. And I see this a lot with those of us with ADHD and dyslexia. Um, it, it pops up a huge amount. And I get asked about anxiety a lot more than depression. Because I truly believe uh, us right brain thinkers suffer much more from anxiety. We are, our brains are so quick, they're moving at such paces that it creates such a, a broken vision of the future that that future vision can cause anxiety. I literally stood up from my chair. I've, it's a Monday morning when I'm recording this. I've got a bunch of tasks I should be doing and I'm thinking about all of them at once. And it kind of gets me to a point where I just feel anxious. And I feel anxious in the fact that I don't know which one I should do next, what's more important. And then my brain goes down this path of going, is any of it really that important? What should I be doing? What, am, what are my goals for this year? And my brain just starts ticking. And it goes down a hundred different paths. And it keeps going. And what happens over that period is the anxiety in my body builds. I feel like I'm out of control. I feel like I don't quite know what to do next. And I'm I'm like, am I doing anything useful? And then I start to question my own decision making and I go around in a circle. Now, does that feel common to anybody? Because it, it, I'm presuming it will. Um, our brains are so fast. They're so quick. Um, you know, there's a great example someone said around the ADHD side of the mind. It's kind of like we've got Ferraris for brains, but bicycle brakes, you know, BMX bicycle brakes. Um, and, you know, when you when you connect the dyslexic mind and half the time there's a little bit of ADHD there for the majority of us, it, it forms a challenging process. Our brains are so quick to visually see things and the ADHD kind of supercharges that, right? So, um you know, hey, I get anxiety to this day. It took me until I was 31 years old, I believe, to work out what anxiety meant. I've probably dealt with it all my life, or I have dealt with it all my life, but I just didn't have a name for it. And I think the challenge can be with dyslexia is we don't always have great names for our feelings or emotions. I'm seeing it in this day and age with kids being taught a lot more of this at a young age. It's fantastic. If you've got kids, teach them about emotions help them label it young, build that in, it's going to help their future because many of us don't have quite as many labels, is my feeling at least. Now, when this type of stuff happens, this anxiety, what do I do about it? You know, the first thing I, I look to do is I actually look to, you know, give myself some direction. I need to actually take a few breaths. Now, I don't hate, it can take me a while to pick up that I'm anxious like it can take longer than you think you should. 
It's not like there's a light that goes off in front of me that says, you're anxious. Follow these next three steps and life will now be perfect. It doesn't, doesn't happen that way in our minds. It can take, take me an hour to work out I'm anxious when so many things are being thrown at me all at once. And what I have to kind of work through in my own brain each time this happens is I've actually got to label it and say, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm really feeling anxious at this moment. And that takes a bit of time, a bit of practice. I'm not always that good at it. You know, it only it's only when I really see it in the mirror that I notice it. And only when you notice it or become aware of the moments, you can do something. So that's the first thing is you've got to become aware. I know it's boring. It's a lot harder than we think. But it's making sure you're clear on the definition of anxiety and what it actually means to you. You know, the actual, you know, I've, I've seen a variety of different um, definitions but a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about something with an uncertain outcome. And, you know, that's the basis of our minds is, you know, the rabbit holes we create in our visual mind, you know, they're all uncertain. None of them are real in our heads. They're all just potentials. And we see 40 potentials at once. And what does, what does that create? Uncertainty, thus creating anxiety. You know, that's the big thing, right? It's where it creates it. And so, you know, it's one of the one of the big challenges is, is noticing it. So it's it's going, okay, am I feeling uncertain about what something that's happening? Uncertain in the present, in the future? You know, what does that look like? Um, and you know, you've sometimes got to take a breath and try and clear your mind. That's usually where I start, is trying to slow down. Because usually I'm racing away. My head is in full speed. I've got a hundred things to do. And I need to kind of, you know, it's a terrible phrase, but ground or center yourself. I I find it so hard to, to work that out. But in essence, it's trying to come back into your body. Because you're playing in your mind at this point. You know, you're playing in a world that doesn't actually exist. But to you, it completely exists. It's so overwhelming. It's so emotive. It's so intense. You don't kind of know what to do next. And so you've got to kind of take a breath, go into your body, you know, put your hands together, uh, whatever it looks like. I'll sometimes cross my arms, put my hands underneath my armpits, cross over my upper body. And I personally believe that's good for your energy, crossing over um, energetic pathways. Um, I've got a few different energy techniques I use. I think I've shared some on the podcast um, when I'm in that mode. I've got a balance board I'll sometimes stand on. Now, all, a lot of these things, what they're doing in a way is to bring me back into the present. Like if I'm on a balance board in my office, then, you know, I have to be in the physical world because if I completely zone out, I'm going to probably go head first through a window, which is probably not a good thing. Um, and so I've got to stay a little bit alert in the present moment. So you're trying to bring yourself back. And remember, the only thing that actually exists is right now. The only thing that exists is right now. Everything else that's going on in your head doesn't actually exist yet. Whatever it is. Maybe one day it will, but who knows? You know, we, we're, all, we're all so clear in our heads of what's going to happen. How do we know that in 10 seconds, an asteroid is not just going to hit the Earth, goodbye, gone, everyone's disappeared? Now, I'm not hoping for that, don't get me wrong, but it's the truth, right? Maybe that's a small possibility, but it could happen. You just don't know. But we build so much 
we put so much power into our minds of what we're saying that we forget that we're the ones actually in control of the day-to-day life and the actions we're taking. And we get stuck in our heads with all this stuff happening. So that's the first thing. Is, the first thing is become aware of it, practice becoming aware of it. The second for me is stepping back into my body. So I use balance boards, energy tactics, you know, crossing my arms. If I have time, I'll go for a walk. Um, even that for half an hour makes a massive difference. Some people run. They're faster than me and they enjoy that. It's cool. Or I'll even grab a, I've got a kettlebell. I'll do three sets of 12. Uh, It just brings me back into my body. And, you know, I used to say to myself, I don't have time for that. And then what I've realized over the years, the only thing you have time for is getting yourself out of that anxious state quicker. You know, if you, you know, just sitting in your desk chair or whatever you do without getting out of that state is really You know, it hurts productivity, hurts your emotional energy, you know, it drains you and, you know, it makes you worse at whatever you're doing. So you've got to find ways to break into the present and it's valuable and it may take a little bit longer sometimes, a little bit less other times. I'm recording this podcast because I was anxious. I was literally sitting on my desk, not achieving a lot, you know, just kind of dwelling my thumbs and I'm sitting there going, I'm the boss of this company. I can do whatever I want. Why am I anxious sitting here twiddling my thumbs <laughs> this isn't making any sense so i got on i'm literally standing on a balance board now recording this podcast about anxiety while i'm coming out of an anxious state now that's that's effective there i think you know so i'm, I'm really living this at the moment i'm i've literally become aware i was in the state i've gotten to a balance board to change it and then i'm trying to you know the other the other key thing that does help is is to talk about it with people is also to talk through anything that's going on in your head. So what I did do is I jotted down on a pad with my scruffy looking writing, what is making me anxious at the moment? What am I getting lost in? What's actually, because there's a few things that are just adding to the anxiety, but they're not actually causes of it. They're kind of, you know, imagine there's something already creating the challenge, but the stuff on top's just making it a bit worse, but it's not the reason. You know, I've got a couple of clients that I've taken on work for and said, hey, I, I want to help you out. But in hindsight, I probably should have stood up and said, actually, this is not my field. I'm not that interested. You know, love you, but leave you. And, and I see anxiety get created in a lot of dyslexics life by taking on way more than they can handle. You know, we take on stuff that we think we can do rather than we should be doing or even want to be truly doing. We want to help people, but sometimes at the expense of ourselves. And I've done this, you know, I've got complete good intention about these clients, but in hindsight, I should have said, thanks, but no thanks. Or go see this person. And so I've written that down. I have a big A3 pad. I do my to-do list bingo. There's a course online you may have taken, which is really cool. I do that on that A3 pad. And then at the top, I've always got a bunch of space. So I'm just writing down what's making me anxious because if I don't deal with it at its core, Um, in this instance, it'll just come back. It'll just keep coming back. So I have to move through it. I have to move forward. I have to look at what's making me anxious in the present because it's not very rarely. It's actually that stuff, big stuff in the future. That's usually the stuff we get caught up in our minds about and think, Hey, this is massive, but it's actually that's that, that, that little stuff in the moment of what's making me anxious. Maybe it's a relationship with a coworker or someone at home. 
Um, maybe it's, it could be absolutely anything. It, you know, it could be something really small when you really dig into it. You know, and what I would say is, you know, however hard it is, tackling it head first is the most important thing. You know, I can, I've at least written this stuff down and I'm trying to work out how I do tackle it. I actually don't know. I'm looking at it. I don't know. But a lot of it is take responsibility and then see what happens. Maybe I have to chat to these clients and say, hey, I've tr done my best here. I'm going to pass you to these guys. If there's anything I can do to make it a better process, that's cool. I'm here. But, you know, this is what's happening. And that's what I've got to work through and decide on because if I don't, this will just reappear. Now, does this solve anxiety forever? No, it doesn't. Of course not. It's never going to happen. Humans were designed to get anxious. Humans are designed for anxiety. It's a base feature. It's not an error. The challenge is with dyslexia, and don't get me wrong, people without dyslexia get anxious as well. It's, it's built into our, all of our DNA. The challenge with us is we can take something that is a small bit of anxiety <laughs> and blow it up into a massive panic and overwhelm ourselves with it. And so getting control of that visual mind and, and, you know, creating stories, you know, for yourself can be helpful as well. You know, because the visual mind is, when you let it run off into anxiety, you know, you're actually just creating a bunch of stories that aren't real. So you may as well use your mind to create stories that are real. Do you know what I mean? What, what can you change in your life? Like I, I go back sometimes to thinking about what, am I year, what is my long-term goal this year? And how's that going? And I go, actually, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. So I don't have to, you know, why am I worried? Will I remember this problem that I'm looking at in 12 months time? In one year's time, if I'm sitting here, will I have any memory of, of these, these anxiety points, these challenges? The answer is no. And to be honest, no. <laughs> Probably won't remember it in a month's time or a week. And so it kind of levels you out a lot. You're like, okay. This can't be that big a problem then, or a bigger challenge. Why am I dealing with it? And so maybe I just need to go for a half an hour walk or stand on a balance board. Uh, maybe drink a little bit less coffee. You know, <laughs> it's always another another one. Um, but yeah, that, so that's how I deal with anxiety. Now, am I perfect at it? No. Is anyone perfect at it? No. But, you know, start with that awareness. Um, that is key. Second, come back into the present, whatever that tool is for you. What brings you back into the now? I know it's hard with dyslexia. It's very, very hard. Our brains don't want to be in the present. Um, it kind of loves to be in a world of its own. So work out what brings you back. You'll have a tool. There'll be something. There's meditation. There's balance boards. There's energy work. There's heaps of cool stuff. And then tackle what's in front of you. What's going through your head? Ask yourself the question, what is making me anxious? And jot it down. Draw it out if you prefer drawing. Whatever your method is, but get it out of your head, some format, or you're going to be dealing with it for a lot longer. Our bodies have a way of trapping this type of energy very easily, and so we do need to make sure we get it out before we can't, in my personal opinion. So hopefully that's added a little bit to your thinking around anxiety. hope that's been helpful to a few people. Thanks for those reaching out on Spotify. I think you can send me a message now on Spotify for podcasters or within Spotify. So thank you for that. Um, and have an epic rest of your day.